0: You're listening to All About Property Sourcing with Paul Rose, brought to you by the Sourced Property Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is, welcome to the Sourced Property Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Rose, and on this episode, I wanted to discuss creating a power team. Now a lot of people talk about doing this and who should be on your power team but in my experience people are always missing a few little bits so this is your ultimate guide to creating an absolute beast of a power team to enable your sourcing business to move up a level. First of all what is a power team? Well for me this is vital to running a successful sourcing business. Made up from various professionals and people, all with the express aim to not only enable you to run your business, but to have it function properly. You know, it's it's about leveraging other people's experience and time as well. Most sources are one-man bands, and to think you can operate alone and with very little input from others is naive to say the least. You will, for an absolute fact, come to rely upon other people uh, and trades. So let's crack on and begin with the inner circle you will need to create. A large part of any property sources role is to facilitate an investor's success by offering them viable investments. But from time to time, a lot of those investors will require funding. So you need access to this in your power team. I've listened to various other podcasts and people talk about creating that power team and by and large the ones that i've listened to anyway um, and the articles that i've read about power teams there's always key figures missing from me so i've, I've built this up based on my experience when sourcing first and foremost you, you will need access to people who are in the finance sector and funding sector so the first one being a mortgage broker ideally with access to most of the market if possible you know, not just a few products, you will get mortgage brokers who only have an, they only actually have access to a very small amount of products. You know, as a, as a property source and working in the investment sector of property, you're going to need access to more than just a handful of products. So access to most of the market if possible, well, the majority of it. It's uh, to find a mortgage broker to add these people into your power team. You don't have to look for LinkedIn is your friend. You know, you can search via job role on there and start networking online for mortgage brokers. Put out there what you're looking for um, and see what comes back. Plenty of brokers are out there. You know, I've brokers contacting me all the time, all looking to offer finance and various products, etc. So pretty easy to add to your database and your power team. So another person you're going to need in your black book is the more creative side of finance. So number two is bridging and development finance. Creative finance is an absolute must as it enables investors to do more deals. So if your investors are going to be doing more deals, then guess what? They're going to be buying more deals from you and they're going to be interested in in more opportunities from yourself as a sourcer. So the fact that you helped out an investor with a finance solution is only going to put you in a great position. So creative finance is an absolute must for any sourcer worth their salt in the industry. So next up, staying with finance is not your typical access to funding, but very common. You know, you may have heard it described as OPM, other people's money. So number 3 is joint venture partners. Now this is one of those ones I was talking about earlier in sen- in the sense of often quite missing from people's power teams and I, I don't understand why because you know to facilitate business you need money and if you don't have any of your own when you're starting out then you're going to go down the route of joint venture partners. So number 3 is joint venture partners. So these are essentially armchair investors who have access to funds and want a quick return without getting their hands too dirty in the process. You know, these types of investor will enable you as a sourcer to potentially do your own deals, you know, such as quick assisted sales, small refurbs, etc. And in turn, that helps you to build your own pot of money. So you can then go on to do bigger deals yourself. Instead of sourcing for investors, you take your sourcing business to whole other level because you're building a pot of money, which is then going to enable you to do the bigger deals. How many GAV investors should you seek out? The common question. The easiest answer is as many as possible. You know, don't set yourself limits here. Always be networking. Keep it consistent and keep it confident Always be putting yourself out there because, you know, as a sourcer, as a good sourcer, you've got a lot to offer during venture partners. There's lots of people out there with money and they know they need to be doing something with that money. It's your job, really, a part of your job as a sourcer to educate those people and offer them a solution. So, moving away from funding and finance for a minute, you will need some professional trades so the first up and number four in the power team is builder someone to attend viewings with you on refurbs and give you the all-important cost of works because it can be difficult you do need to leverage somebody else's knowledge and and years of experience so good builder is absolute key so once you know this you know the standard charges for set items you know for a medium-sized kitchen you know how much it's going to cost for a boiler for flooring once you've got those set items um, and set costs you'll be able to to calculate refurbs on most jobs yourself without actually bothering your builder until you actually need them but they are important and they are key to your success so number four that's builder moving on number five we've got architect so stepping it up a little bit architects if you're looking at conversions you know medium to large refurbs you may need an architect and they will be invaluable to help you assess in the first instance, to assess the likelihood of how many units you can create on a project, all the way up to, obviously, providing drawings, which is their day job and what they're there for. But the top tip, really, is to befriend an architect. And do you know what? More often than not, they will give lots of free advice on the basis that you will then, in return, use them on your next project that you, you move forward with. So, you know, an architect is, is a great addition to your power team. Number six is another slightly odd one that you don't often hear people talking about in terms of power teams, but to me, one of the most important ones. Now estate agent is apparently, and I can say this because I'm a former estate agent myself, estate agents are one of the most hated job roles in the UK. <laughs> so I can't I can't think why, but uh, yeah, we'll glaze over that. So, yeah, agents, why are they on your power team? So, well, I'm not talking about, you know, one agent here. I'm talking about multiple agents and not the big boys either on the high street. You know, avoid them. Approach the smaller, busy, independent agents who are snapping at the heels of the big boys and always looking to find an angle on doing more business. These guys are, you know, creative entrepreneurs and, and they're always looking for another income stream and a, a way of pushing sales. Like I said, you know, this is my background and I used to be an independent agent myself uh, not so long ago and that is how I got into sourcing in the first place because I was looking for another income stream. The independents will work with you by and large if you position yourself correctly as a sourcer and offer them solutions to helping them Move on stock that's sticking, struggling to sell, tired, ugly old properties. In time, these guys and girls will become your sourcing army, if you like. And they will in time, again, hand you deals that are yet to go live on the market. Essentially handing you an off-market deal. This is why you work with agents. It's the long game um, and it's all about relationship building. But an intelligent one that will bring, at the end of the day, bring you lots of business. You know, and it's another one of those things, you've got to stay consistent with it, you've got to build relationships with the right agents, you know, pop in for a copy, stay front of mind, that's what I would say. You know, you stay front of mind with agents, something lands on their desk, who are they gonna call first? You want that person to be you, if it's a good deal. So onto, I think we're up to number seven now, up next is an odd one for most people, and it won't be on many people's power team, which is, Absolutely nuts to me, as these people are fundamental to the success of any sourcing/slash deal packaging business, and that's investors. Now we touched on joint venture partners earlier on, but investors, you know, without a handful, and I mean a handful, without a handful of key investors to buy your deals, then sourcing becomes really difficult. Buying lists and is all good and well, but but to have people buy from you is difficult. And if you do not have that trust and relationship with key investors. It's tough out there. You know, when I was sourcing, I had a handful of key people who I would sell deals to. You know, time and time again, they would buy from me. And it was because I took the time to nurture that relationship. They knew how I operated and they had the confidence, not only in what I was telling them, but in the deals I presented to them over time. Because I built that relationship, you know, and kept them warm. Without investors, you're not going to sell deals. So number seven is the most important part of the power team for me, investors. So I'm going to finish on number eight uh, because it's a slightly quirky power team, not your normal, but all these people need to be in there. And number eight is another big one and can save you a lot of money. Now, this is, you know, important in terms of when you're doing the, the bigger developments. So number eight is planning consultant. These guys are expensive, their hourly rate is eye-watering sometimes, but a talented planning consultant can save you an absolute fortune, you know, and also help get your planning application through in maybe difficult circumstances just by way of navigating the relationships and the policies within the local planning office. I'm sure some of you have been there, been through that, it can be a nightmare, but a good planning consultant can see you through that, saving you lots of money and saving you lots of time as well. So you can often leverage an opinion on a project without any money exchanging hands if you're lucky to see if something is worth your time and effort or not. So, you know, a good planning consultant, make sure they are in your power team. And again, where to find these people? With planning consultants. Obviously you want a planning consultant in your gold mine area where you're operating and looking for deals because you want the planning consultant to, to be au okay fait and down with the local planning office and for the planning consultant to have those relationships within the planning office. And to know more often than not, you know what's gonna fly and what will get passed because they work day in day out with the planning office. So again, you're leveraging their relationships as well on the other end. This has turned into a slightly longer podcast than I planned to be honest, but I hope that you've got some good takeaways from this one and you look to apply them to your sourcing business. Most sources think of themselves as a one man wolf pack that's the way I thought of it when I started out. One man wolf back out to conquer the world. But in reality, you, you'll need to leverage many, many people's knowledge and experience, depending on what strategies you're focusing on and what you're sourcing for your investors. You're gonna need, you know, a black book full of phone numbers and full of people that you can rely on and leverage. So until next time, that's it from me. Hope you'll join me again soon. You know, if you don't already, please like, share, and show some love for the Source Property Podcast. And tune in soon for more property news, tips, debate and sourcing advice. Okay, take care. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Sourced Property Podcast. Visit sourced.co for free training, videos and blogs.